Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Butterfly Talk. This is the monthly radio show podcast that focuses on education about epidermal lysis bullosa, support, and encouragement, tips and general information regarding advocacy and needing in the need for awareness. My name is Sylvia. I'm your host, and I'm also an EB mom. My son, Nikki, is 18 years old and has recessive dystrophic EB. Today's guest is Heather Filmer. Hello, Heather. Hi. Hey, Hi, Heather. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. So tell us a little about yourself and about Michael. Okay. Well, um, well, I have many roles. Uh, Some of them include I'm a wound care nurse. I'm also um, co-founder and COO of the West Coast Operations of EB Research Partnership. And most importantly, I am mother to Michael, an eight-year-old with RDEB. Great. And how is he doing nowadays? How's Michael doing? Um, he's, I, you know, I guess he would be considered stable for having um, RDB. I mean, we, yeah. he's mo- currently he's, you know, uh, having to go through IV iron infusion. So that's been what we've been tackling of late. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to CHLA, right? Yes. For yes, those, yes, I- yeah. All right. So uh, what do you wish someone would have told you when Michael was born? You you know, I've been thinking a lot about that question. Um, I think I would definitely have benefited from someone shouting at me that blisters are inevitable. I mean, in the early years, every blister, you know, it feels like a defeat. You, You beat yourself up and you convince yourself that there was something that could have been done to prevent that blister, but... You know, when you think about it, you finally have to realize that, you know, unless you're going to sedate and place your kid in a bubble and even, you know, then there's no guarantees blisters will happen. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, not only that, I think that um, I, yeah, I, reaching out to other families um, early in the process, like early after having a child with EB, is yeah. really, really, best, like, really valuable, like, um, more so than, or probably more impactful than speaking with a healthcare provider. Um, oh, I agree. I you know, agree. Yeah, they I don't mean, know the day to day. Yeah, I mean, really establishing um, that connection with other EB families. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it is. What is the best advice? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what is the best advice you've been given from Michael's care? Um, probably the best advice I've ever been given regarding Michael's care um, with regards to bandaging is being willing to experiment um, with, you know, with the types of bandages, how often, what technique, the way EB is expressed in an individual is, in a sense, like individualized. There's no cookie-cutter way to bandaging a person with EB, and one may, one way may not necessarily be appropriate for everyone. Oh, that's absolutely right. Yeah, because even if you have the same diagnosis per se, you know, RDEB, there's seven different um, subtypes, and so they're all a little different from each other. And so, yeah, and so it makes you wonder some maybe heal faster, some don't require so much, some require more. It's really weird. 
Now, what is the best thing your son has taught you? The best thing that Michael has taught me is to take time to laugh. Um, we spend so much time cornered by aspects of VB, like bandaging appointments and planning out accommodations for everything. Just taking yeah. the time to laugh and not spend so much time in, like, the intense and, like, painful moments yeah. is has what's been really eye-opening, educational. Yeah, absolutely. Just take time to laugh. Does he watch a lot of, uh, like, cartoons and things that make him laugh? Is there anything in particular that makes him laugh, any show you know, or anything? You know, he does... He does have a favorite. He loves America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh. <laughs> Anything, awesome. and especially the ones with animals, animal mishaps. <laughs> uh, do you guys have any animals in the house? We do. We have. We do. We have two dogs and a cat. Oh, wow. And they're really gentle with them? Um, they, know? they are. We have, and one of our dogs, Happy, um, is especially like he's been the best dog for Michael. He's very gentle and will even, I mean, he'll go out of his way to make sure that Michael doesn't get hurt. Like if they happen to be playing ball or something and um, he's running back, I mean, he would, you know, eat it like before running into Michael. Oh. <laughs> so on the opposite, opposite spectrum, what is the most frustrating thing about EB? Um. Probably the most frustrating thing about EB is that there isn't a remission period. EB is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There are times when blisters and erosions are at a minimum, but even then we can't rest. We we have to use those periods to plan for when things are at, like, their height. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Now, what do you absolutely love about Michael? Um, the, I think the attribute that I absolutely love about Michael is his imagination. I mean, it oh. sometimes leans towards him being like a pathological liar, but its main <sighs> comfort is its um, ability to ability to distract him. I mean, he'll he'll get so carried away with telling a story that you can physically see him relax, which is awesome. I I oh. I will, you know, yeah, I just, I'm it's. So he's a great it's imagination. wonderful to see. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Now, in what ways is your life challenged by having a child with EB? Um, I have to count that with in what way has it not been challenged. Um, yeah. Every single aspect of life is affected by EB. Um, the yeah. aspect that is in our, front, our like forefront of late is socializing. I mean, you wouldn't think that like family gatherings or play dates would be a situation that would would require a lot of prep but and they do. We have to yeah. make accommodations and considerations when we go anywhere. We have to consider the environment, like is it gonna be hot? Are they gonna have AC? Like food, are there gonna be like soft choices? Are they gonna have a microwave so we can heat up our own food? The activities, yeah. I mean and like his energy level. Like we may plan for something that's going to come up on the weekend, but when it arrives, you know, Michael may not have the energy for whatever is planned, or he may hurt too much. Yeah, absolutely. And even traveling is a is a big undertaking, especially going a big airplane ride. You know. Yeah, um, there's there's always those additional suitcases full of medical supplies. 
Right, and now the airlines have those, you know, rules and no more than a certain weight, and it's like it's crazy, right? So, yeah. Now, yeah, the next question is something that I ask everybody because I've had such my whole book that I wrote. A lot of it talks about this issue. And uh, how has your experience of getting bandages or anything else covered by insurance? You know, we've taken kind of a very calculated approach to getting our medical supplies covered, um, and we've been fortunate enough to run into individuals who or individuals who know this system really well. So we've always right. we've always made sure to have like a PPO plan so that we can choose like our medical providers and we can choose the amount of copays that we have. Um, yeah. I can tell you though, I mean, we ran into a situation where we were trying to enroll Michael in. Um, a private insurance, and he was actually denied insurance coverage based off um, him having eczema, which is, like, laughable because it's obviously related to EB, but it just goes to show how much, you know, we need to put in um, an effort to getting EB recognized. Now, does so Michael has eczema on top of his EB? I didn't know that. Yes, to add insult to injury, yes, he has eczema on top of everything else. Now, how does that change things, um, in your view, different than if you would just had EB? Um, I'm not. I'm not really sure that it changed. I mean, EB is like the worst of a situation you can have. Um, true. It just, true. It probably just exaggerates um, yeah. certain aspects. Like all, everyone knows, like oh, itching accompanies EB. Like I mean, if there was one thing that a, or a treatment that could come out soon, it would be, I would ask that it be for itching. A lot yeah. of Michael's blisters are from him just really itching. going out of itching because it's so uncomfortable. Wow. I, yeah, I, I think Edging has probably just exaggerated that. Makes the itching even more. Wow. Now, okay, let's go, let's do, let's talk about the EBRP. So how did you get that started? How did you go about starting your own EB foundations and how did it all start? Tell me about that. All right. Well, um, in 2012, Ryan and I decided we wanted to have a more active role in trying to find a cure for our son. So um, we founded Healy B with Joel and Eddie Vetter, and we started out by holding our annual event, A Night of Discovery to Healy B. Um, along the way, we became like more involved in the community, and we learned about another great event, um, Action for Jackson, and we learned about the Jackson Gabriel Silver Foundation and figured out through interactions with Alex and Jamie Silver that we were like-minded in our goals to cure EB. So, you know, through talks, we merged in our two organizations. Uh, we merged our two organizations and founded the EB Research Partnership in 2014. Great. Now, obviously, your biggest inspiration is Michael and the kids and Jackson. Now, what is your biggest hope? I mean, of course, it's a cure is a hope, but besides that, what is your biggest hope? What would that uh, time-wise, perhaps, that sooner yeah, than a finding, certain time? Yeah, finding a cure within Michael's lifetime is obviously our number one hope, and we're really, you know, we've been really inspired lately about the amount of collaboration that is picking up speed in the area of EB research. I mean, EB. Um, EB Research Partnership works off a venture philanthropy model, and you can imagine, like, our satisfaction and happiness when we're able to, like, connect the researchers and pharmaceutical companies and biotech companies together to advance 
these research efforts rapidly in that effort to get a cure to our kids sooner. And now, where you know, do you, we, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say an additional way we try and like get that going is we've established our scientific advisory board and, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that we're directing these funds appropriately and that no effort is wasted. Now, what is, where is your biggest hope? What do you think is going to come from the, biggest or your biggest hopes are are where um i know there's several places that you um you um send donations to stanford and minnesota um and i know there's other ones what what do you think is the one that you would hope would work out the best if that's even a question you know <laughs> um <laughs> it is first. um so ideally my biggest like hope dream is that they come up with um, a cure that has that is systemic, that isn't, you know, it doesn't just affect, like, really um, chronic areas, but that it it's diffuse and it, it affects yeah. the outside and inside of the body to where every, like, to, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah everything. Like a systemic cure. Now, the, Michael, is he, um, is his throat... Um, affected? Does he have a G-tube? Um, no G-tube yet, but that's actually in the talk because he hasn't, okay. he's been at a certain weight the last three years. Like he hasn't um, been climbing in weight. So that's yeah. actually one of the things that we're considering. And we have had, um, we've had to have dilatations in the past. But I mean, our main like enemy is that, I mean, he just, he doesn't want to eat. I mean, he, you know, for a kid with EB, it is painful. Yeah. There, there's no, there's no like real joy in it. So yeah, and that's been our, our uh, constant uphill battle. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, a lot of the treatments uh, focus on the outside of the skin, but the inside is also a huge, huge issue. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with corneal abrasions and all of that that's involved with that. And that is, yes. uh, that is something that is devastating. Um, it is really painful for them. And so everything. Um, it's great. Now, I don't know much about what's going on in Minneapolis, I have to tell you. I know about Stanford. I know exactly what's happening over there because we were involved in that. But um, but I do hope, uh, you know, even Nikki's lifetime. He's stable right now, so we're doing good. Now, tell me about the events coming up for the EBRP. All right. So, yeah, um, we are having our annual Night of Discovery to Healy B, and our theme this year is Lighting a Path Toward the Cure. And that's on June 6th at the Discovery Cube in Santa Ana from 6 to 10. And there'll be live music, auctions, food, the museum exhibits to explore. And we're very privileged to have you there to discuss and sell your book, Butterfly Child. Yay! Yeah, I'm excited. Nikki and I will be there signing books for people that, you know, want some. And uh, now what's is there any other um, events after that that you have uh, going on or something on the horizon? Um, we do. We try and um, offer a variety of events that um, people may want to join us with. And just, I mean, before I go on to our kind of our <laughs> selling, um, I just want to say, I mean, us EB families, we wake up each day with a reminder that those we love are in danger of being taken from us too soon. I mean, EV research is making progress towards a cure and to help keep our loved ones here um, with us. We need generous contributions to fund that progress. And we at EVRP um, 
have a variety of ways that um, individuals can help. We have these events that you can attend. We have auctions. We have um, a, we have our marathon teams, and those are nationwide. So if they happen to be in your area, we welcome you to our teams. But you can visit us on um, you can visit us online at evresearch.org. You can go to um, some of the social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us there. Um, and feel free to reach out to me. I'm Heather at evresearch.org. Great. And uh, how can people donate? Um, you can go online. You can send in checks. Um, there's, yeah, I mean, the typical ways you can give it. Yeah, through through Twitter and Facebook. And it's ebresearch.org, right? Yes. For the website. Okay. And then uh, uh, Twitter, is the is that EBRP? No, I'm not, I'm not familiar how does how do you find you on Twitter? What's the Twitter handle? You know, I'm not totally <laughs> sure. I can find out real fast here. Let me see. Twitter. I'm pretty sure it's EBRP, but yep, e, oh, EB Partner at EB Partner, and that's that's the Twitter handle. And then on Facebook. Let's see if I can find it on Facebook. I guess I should have should have had this ready, but we're, it's okay. We're EB Research. We EB Research EB Partnership. Research at, on Facebook. Okay. All right. So um, let me see. What else can we talk about? Well, we can talk about Eddie Vedder. I think his um, his um, you know commitment to EB uh, to you guys has been really commendable. I'm just I'm just amazed. I mean, I had the pleasure of meeting um, Eddie uh, two years ago at the at the picnic in Malibu, and I was really taken by him because at the end of the concert, he asked all the EB um, children to come up on stage with him to rock the last song, and then Nikki couldn't go up there because there was no no ramp, and he was in his power chair, so he made it a point to come down. Um, after and he said, I, I wanna see Nikki, I wanna see I wanna see him, you know, and he came and he said hi to Nikki, gave him his uh, guitar, the little pick the pick and Nikki still has that and took a photo with him and uh, I was really taken by his commitment. Um what can you tell us about him? Um, well both Eddie and Jill they're just they're phenomenal people. I mean they yeah. they see the need for a cure for this you know, it's a cruel disease, and their commitment has been—it's been—it's been great. Um, They—they really just shined a light on EB, and I'm forever grateful to them. Yeah, it's wonderful. Now, uh, Michael was one of the EB patients fe- featured on the on the on the videos uh, for the EBRP. How does he feel about being the center of the awareness? Oh, um, Michael is 100% loves being the center of awareness. Oh. He is he is a total ham and is in no way camera shy. Um, when we, <laughs> like, first started down, like, the path to fundraising and raising awareness, we noticed, like, he wanted to have his own time at the microphone. I mean, he started out by telling jokes, and then, you know, he advanced to um, talking about what needed to be done to make that EB potion. You know, I think he gets a real sense of empowerment, too, whenever he talks. It's great to see. Yeah. Now, one more question for you. Now, I know a lot of the research um, is um, is geared toward RDEB, but is there other research going on for the other forms of EB, you know, simplex or junctional, or 
or the yes. or is if they found, yeah okay go ahead tell us about it a little bit oh yeah well I I can't go into like too too many specific but yes um yeah research is um advancing in all types of EB with um, EB simplex and junctional EB. Um, it's not just RDB that's getting attention. It really is all three. That's great. And, you know, I realize that the, you know, the recessive forms are probably going to be similar in the treatments than the dominant. Dominoes require something different. Because, um, I mean, I read somewhere that sometimes the the um, dominant forms, they have a good gene there somewhere, so they can switch that on and turn the bad one off. But with the recessive, they're both bad, so they can't do that. So that's why it's trickier. So it's really amazing that all of this is going on, as you know. Um, just wanted to thank you personally because, you know, when Nikki was born, there was nothing. I knew I was talking to uh, Dr. Marinkovich um, when Nikki was the one, and they were perhaps working. This is in 98 perhaps working on something for junctional. <laughs> there was nothing else going on. So you can imagine this is 18 years later, you know, and to have some hope, uh, just to give some hope, you know, um, to people, to people going through this. It's, it's amazing. So thank you so much. Thanks to you. Thanks to your husband. Thanks to um, the, the Silver family as well, because they're in with you guys. So I appreciate all you do. I really do. Oh, no. Well, thank you, and I appreciate you having me on today. It's been great. Well, thank you for thank you for coming, and um, and everybody, thank you so much for listening to Butterfly Talk. If you'd like to be a guest, please send me a message on my beinginforworld.com Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com slash beinginforworld, and that's really the best way to get in touch with me because – you know, email is I get it and I might not get it. So anyway, till next month. Bye.